Could Gavin Freeman vie for a starting role with the Oklahoma Sooners this year? Brent Venables had some high praise for the sophomore wide receiver. We'll talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners, and thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, hit that notification bell to let you know when new episodes drop. He's Josh Helmer. Follow him on Twitter at JoshOnRef. Also here on Monday through Friday from 9 to noon on 94.7 The Ref in Norman. I'm John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. And today's going to be a very wide receiver intensive show. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the rundown. We're going to talk Gavin Freeman, what Brennan Venables had to say about him. Brennan Thompson, we're going to have some audio and video from Brennan about his transition to Oklahoma. And then we're going to talk about the latest uh, projections for 2025 four-star wide receiver Jaden Nickens, who is trending towards the Oklahoma Sooners in the third segment. But let's just jump off the top. Gavin Freeman is such a fascinating story, Josh, because came to Oklahoma as a walk-on, a guy who was a summer enrollee, but made enough noise in the summer to earn early playing time. And that first touch that he got, a 46-yard you know, touchdown run on a reverse where he bounced off guys. I mean, it was an electric play. It seems like everything that he did a year ago, he's just built on top of that because I mean, there was a lot of high praise uh, for Gavin Freeman. I'll just share you with you what uh, Brent Venables had to say about him. He said he wins everything out there. Um, if strength and conditioning coach Jerry Schmidt is up here right now, wanting to talk about Gavin Freeman, he'd be here here until midnight uh he said you look at his measurables he's one of the fastest guys on our team you know both linear and changing direction i mean just a uh again like he wins everything jerry schmidt would talk about him till midnight he's the fastest guy on the team (laughs) that's a lot of high praise and if he's able to build off of what he did a year ago with very limited opportunities could is it possible that he could contend for a starting role this year sure why, why not i mean because of a opportunity somebody's got to contend for a starting role and and b you know i think we get caught up sometimes and obviously the the texas tech stories out there if you've been following gavin freeman's twitter feed you've probably seen some of that but here's a here's a highly motivated kid john that's its own whole web of stuff with gavin freeman but Here's a kid that is a a three-star arrival for Oklahoma, right? He walks on at Oklahoma, but he had offers from Texas Tech, had uh, an offer from Tulsa, had an offer from Air Force. So I think, you know, it's easy as an Oklahoma fan, not saying every Oklahoma fan, John, but it's easy to get caught up in the walk-on attached to Gavin Freeman, right? And yet here's somebody that, again, the the Texas Tech thing – as an aside, he got an offer from Texas Tech. He got an offer from Tulsa. He got an offer from Air Force. So this is somebody that had big-time offers out of high school. And so of his uh, own recruiting merit coming out of high school, again, we get caught up in the walk-on this, walk-on that thing. 
The bottom line is the walk-on game at Oklahoma has changed, John. We've detailed that in the past that guys that maybe could have gotten a scholarship in the past, maybe an in-state kid or two because of name image likeness, maybe maybe that winds up as a walk-on. So anyways, I think he's uh, very, very talented. Probably not the most succinct way to get to that point. Seven rushes a year ago for uh, 71, uh, 71, 71 yards and then obviously the three grabs for 46. So production, he uh, should see all of that skyrocket, I would think, this season. And even though, again, maybe he wouldn't be the first name for some in terms of who they're projecting to be this uh, breakout candidate, I don't think we can totally dismiss it. Absolutely not. So he had very few touches last year, but he really made the most of them. I mean, of the three, the, the three receptions he had, one of those was a 41-yard 40, grab. And so like he made big plays happen when he got on the field. And I think it's just a matter of time before he gets more and more opportunities. I think most people probably slot him in no pun intended uh, in the slot behind Drake stoops. That's the easy comparison to make, but with his speed and with a, an increased emphasis on adding speed to the passing game, it would not surprise me to see him starting on the outside. Uh, you know, with Jaleel Farouk on the outside as well, and then Drake Stoops in the slot. I mean, Gavin Freeman's ability to win with speed, I think that's going to be an interesting element to Oklahoma's passing game. And I'm not going to rule it out at this point because, I mean, the, the head coach loves him. The wide receivers coach loves him. The offensive coordinator loves him. He's made big plays when he's had an opportunity to make big plays. I mean, it's kind of all sitting there in front of him. And so it wouldn't surprise me to see him roll out there week one against Arkansas state with the starting group, because again, and, and later, you know, I wrote this story over at Sooners wire, um, you know, Brent Venables goes on to say, I say this with all appreciation and thankfulness for Gavin and his mindset, his attitude and what he's done. He makes everyone around him better. Again, high, high praise. And you know, that the coaches want to reward that they want to give him the opportunities. And so again, it would not surprise me to see him be a starter this year. Well, and I think, you know, even if he's not a starter for Oklahoma, which I mean, it's going to be tough for anybody to, to be a starter at Oklahoma at wide receiver, because guess what? Even though this is a position group that we're talking about, Marvin Mims moves on and okay. Can Jaleel Farouk be this number one wide receiver? And oh my gosh, there's not a ton of proven production coming back. You've went and added all this talent out of the transfer portal. You continue to recruit. I mean, we're talking about, Hey, wait a second. When are Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson going to deliver? These are blue chip signees for Oklahoma. There's talented guys there and they're going to eventually make plays. So it's going to be tough for anybody to crack that rotation. But John, I think we can pretty safely assume now or say, based on how Brent Venables is talking about Gavin Freeman and the fact that Oklahoma felt comfortable enough to say, yeah, let's bring him in for Sooner Media Day right off the bat, the way that he's working, the way he's attacking this thing. He's going to contribute in, I think, an elevated capacity from a season ago. Whatever you define that as, whether it's starter or this or that, he will be, yes, more involved, I think, than a season ago. And Jeff Levy said he wants to play six, seven wide receivers and not rely upon guys having to play 75, 80 snaps in a game. So such it's going to be a very fascinating storyline to follow 
as we go through training camp, because I mean, there are a lot of wide receiver options. We're going to talk about another wide receiver option that Oklahoma added in the off season. We're going to hear what Brennan Thompson had to say about the transition, what he brings to the table and will OU Texas have any added emphasis for him? We'll talk about that. First, let me talk to you about our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Again, if you're a head coach and you're trying to figure out who the best fit is for your team, I mean, they're going through, you know, high school tape. They're talking about high school coaches. Well, as an employer, you may not have that option. So you need to go to LinkedIn where you can get great screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. So it is wide receiver heavy today on locked on Sooners. My favorite position. It's an exciting one. We hope again in uh, 2023. Well, one of the guys that of course, Oklahoma is counting on, it's a Red River relocation, and it's a nice Red River relocation. Brendan Thompson, of course, the uh, Texas transfer that we kind of know. Okay, speed, speed, speed. But he said the other day, though, maybe he's answered this question once or twice somewhere else. He answered it for us. Why are you at Oklahoma? For me, uh, closer to home. Um, it's somewhere that, you know, I did a lot of praying. I talked to my family, and this is – Somewhere that, you know, he, the man upstairs drew me. Um, and I think for, for multiple reasons, uh, closer to my roots, you know, it's more who I am coming from a 3A, you know, small town in Texas. Austin was big, you know, Austin had traffic, Austin had, you know, a bunch of different things that I had, you know, previously encountered. And so moving here, you know, it, it felt like home and this is, this is home to me. I am, by the way, affectionately referring to that portion as the anti Caleb Williams. It, very yeah very much so you know you go down i-35 and it doesn't take long before you hit you don't even get to austin proper and you're already hitting that i-35 traffic and it's ridiculous doesn't matter how much construction they do how many layers to i-35 they add vertically it's just crazy crazy traffic and then you get into the city itself and it's it's bananas but you know he was a guy that was recruited by Emmett Jones once upon a time. And, and I'm not sure if we have that audio tonight, but you know, he talked about just the, the relationship that he had with Jones and why that mattered to him too. But uh, yeah, you know, there, there is something to be said for Norman still having, yes, it's a, it's a big city. Norman is, it's not, you know, Duncan, Oklahoma by any means or Tahlequah, Oklahoma by any stretch, but it's not, a, a huge kind of metropolis. It's still, you still get a bit of a small town feel um, because of just the nature of Oklahoma. Things are a little bit more spread out and, and you drive through town and it doesn't get so congested uh, except on game day. It will get congested on game day, but I, I do think that there, there is something to that and why, you know, Norman kind of resonates with a lot of people. Like you're not far from Dallas, Fort Worth. You're not far from Oklahoma city, but yet you get to live a little bit college, um, town experience more so in Norman than you might in Austin. 
Well, and you just nailed it right there. Uh, you know, say what you want to say about Norman, Oklahoma, but Norman, Oklahoma feels like a college town. When when you're over at Lindsay and Jenkins, and then you're you're walking across the the ovals, the North and South Oval, it is a college town experience. It feels that way in Norman, and you know that resonates with some guys, and obviously it resonates with Brennan Thompson. Okay, Brennan. What do you bring to the table as a wide receiver? Big plays. Um, but at the same time, I'm going to bring a, a leadership mentality. I'm going to bring a championship you know, mentality. I'm going to bring myself. I'm going to bring hard work to the table every single day, day in and day out. Okay. And then, of course, the, the big one, right? The big enchilada. So what's that, what's that Saturday in October going to be like when you reconvene? versus the Longhorns. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. But at the same time, it's just another game. It's another game for me. It's another game for my teammates. And, you know, I'm here to do a job, and I'm here to win. But it's not, though, right? But it is. <laughs> but it is. You know, I'm going against a lot of, you know, obviously former teammates. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm here to win. And I'm here to win that game as well. So what do you make of uh, that portion? I, I liked what somebody on our radio text line at the ref said uh, earlier today. I'm already a fan of Thompson because he ain't taking no cheese from the media. No, no. he's He is a very self-assured person, and he's very confident in what he thinks and what he says. And, and you know, you got to treat that game like any other game, at least in your head. You know, you can't build it up anymore because, you know, you play outside yourself and – you end up, you know, making mistakes or you're not doing the things you're supposed to do because you're trying to provide a little extra energy or extra excitement because it's it's the Red River Showdown. You just leave that to the fans. You leave that to the networks. You let everybody else build the game up. Yeah, if you're a player in the game, you got to treat it like every other game. And uh, the other interesting angle, a little bit more needling on, well, wait a second, what do all your friends and family from back home, they're Longhorn fans, and he said, Brendan Thompson said, uh, about everybody from back home being uh, Texas fans? Well, actually, most of my fans are Oklahoma fans. Oh, really? They are, because I'm from, you know, Spearman, Texas, yeah. which is only, you know, Texas Panhandle. And right. So that's a lot of times that's closer up here than it is down there to Austin. Fair enough. Um, and so... I think my a lot of my friends and family were were just you know happy for me to to finally fit in somewhere and finally be able to be myself. So there you go. I hope uh, everybody enjoys that a uh, little from Brennan Thompson at Oklahoma Media Day. A a likable young man, and again, I just thought uh, that was so great that he took the well, it's different, and he said, oh, no, no, it's not. He just deflected it. Yeah, and I think like again, you got to have confidence playing the wide receiver position, and you know, it seems like he exudes that, you know, just a guy that again is very comfortable in, in who he is and with, with the media and the questions that they're, an, you know, asking him, I mean, it's easy to, to kind of get bogged down on the OU Texas thing. And uh, he didn't let that slow him down at all. And I mean, nothing's going to slow him down. He's a fast dude. He's going to create big plays. And again, that's a big emphasis for Oklahoma right now. And obviously it goes without saying John, but let's see, you had, you had Gavin Freeman at Sooner Media Days in attendance. You had Nick Anderson in attendance. You had Brennan Thompson there. And there might have been another wide receiver. Yeah, of course. Jaquay's Petaway, who was the yeah. talk of the town. How, how dare I forget about Jaquay's Petaway? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jaquez, that uh, I forgot about you there for a second. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, Brennan Thompson, though, in his own merit, John, uh, you know, at times 
myself, I'm guilty of, well, wait a second. Did you see who they brought to media days? And I do think at times it can be an indication and other times maybe it's, Hey, somebody's good talking with the media or it's a nice story or they want to, you know, afford an athlete that opportunity. So, you know, read into as much as you want to read into it, those wide receivers that were at Sooner Media Day or don't. But uh, I think we can, whether we want to read into it or not, we feel pretty confident that Brennan Thompson, not that as he goes, Oklahoma will go, but as a Brennan Thompson goes, as an Andrew Anthony goes, I mean, some of these newcomers, John, in the wide receiver room, they've got to be difference makers. They have to be impact guys for Oklahoma. They really do. And because there's, there's been so much turnover, you lost Marvin Mims. Somebody has got to step up and whether it's a group of guys that just all takes advantage of their opportunities. So be it. If it's, if you don't have, you know, three defined guys leading the way in your targets and receptions at the wide receiver position, but you have one or two, and then, you know, a group of guys that just make plays when they're, when the ball's thrown their way, then man, that's, that's all you need really need. And then you just let the the target share and, you know, pass distribution. You just let that play out. But you just got to have guys that make plays. Speaking of a guy that makes plays, we're going to move to the 2025 uh, recruiting uh, segment here for a second. Again, all of our recruiting segments here on Locked On and the Locked On Network brought to you by LinkedIn. Go to LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, The Oklahoma Sooners. Man, they're making so much progress and headway on the 2025 recruiting cycle already. I'm like, thank you. That's awesome that you guys are committing early, but I'm trying to still finish the 2024 cycle up. Let's let's slow down a little bit, but they're already making headway on a, another in-state product, Jaden Nickens, out of Millwood High School in Oklahoma City, four-star prospect, four-star prospect, six foot three. Man, the dude plays like he's six foot three. I was watching him and he reminded me of a guy like Traylon Burks now at the Tennessee Titans, uh, just a big physical player, someone who's going to be able to make, you know, plays happen after the catch. Um, someone who not only does he make it happen after the catch, um, he, he can make plays in the air because of his size. Um, just a really, really good player. Uh, and this is somebody who, I'm trying to find his recruiting profile real quick. I believe he, so he played for Arkansas. And and so like, it's just a fascinating type of player. Someone who kind of fits similar mold as like an AJ Brown at Ole Miss, uh, who was, you know, someone that uh, Jeff Levy, I think had the privilege of, of being the offensive coordinator for. So uh, an interesting prospect. And again, if he does commit to Oklahoma on August 10 or sorry, August 12th, it will give them their third wide receiver already in the 2025 cycle. They've got Grayson Harris committed. They got Elijah Thomas committed. And now it looks like everything is trending in the really good direction for Jaden Nickens over the weekend on Saturday. They got predictions from Brandon Jum of OU insider and Josh McQuistion of sooner scoop today on, sorry, on Wednesday got predictions from sooner illustrated's Colin Kennedy and from Parker Thune of OU insider. So you could call it a, you can call it an avalanche, a cavalry of uh, predictions to Oklahoma for Jaden Nickens. And uh, obviously, you know, with that and, you know, the commitment date being what, 10 days away on August uh, 12th, feeling pretty confident that this is going to wind up as the fifth commit right now in the 2025 cycle for Oklahoma. So just crazy. And, you know, the, the fast start they've gotten off to, 
a, a couple of these, and I guess you could say three with Kevin Sperry, though I'm sort of treating him still as though he was a Texas state commit for Oklahoma in the sense that uh, what I'm about to get into next year, is this in part a little bit just the, the longevity now of the coaching staff coming home to roost for Oklahoma. So what do I mean by that? Okay. Well, the last cycle, you didn't have a commit for Oklahoma in 24. You had a 25 commit Sperry committed before anybody in this 24 cycle for Oklahoma. And lo and behold, now we think pretty strongly that unless something changes in the next 10 days, Oklahoma, John is about to have its fifth commit already in the, the 2025 class. So that's different, obviously, than the path that 23 took in some ways. Uh, and uh, obviously what uh, 24 has taken for Oklahoma. I mean, it took until the summer months really for both of those classes to really take flight. This one, okay, it's the summer months, but it's one year in front of that for Oklahoma. So the, the timetables, obviously, it's much, much quicker. And to me, with a pair of these uh, wide receivers coming from the state of Oklahoma more than likely – and in places like, I don't know, recent hotbeds of Texas and Lee's Summit North, it's these these built-in relationships, John, that now this staff over the last couple of years has been able to cultivate. Now it's the game's changing a little bit for Oklahoma in the recruiting regard to where, okay, it seemed like there was a pretty defined pattern. We're waiting until that summer, right before that early December signing period, before we start getting, you know, that avalanche of commits. Well, now we're seeing, okay, these these built-in relationships that Oklahoma's made, John, they're paying off sooner. Yeah, I actually wrote an article over at Sooner's Wire to that effect, that they're kind of breaking their own trend here. And, and I think you're exactly right. It's just the the consistency, the comfort level of Oklahoma now being under Brent Venables, you know, so much of recruiting is about relationships and, you know, it took time to develop the 23, 24 recruiting class relationships. Well, they've kind of had a head start on 2025 with Kevin Sperry, you know, with these other guys, but Emmett Jones has a lot of these relationships already because of the recruiting that he's done at the high school level, both in the state of Texas and probably in Oklahoma. And so they're, they're making headway really quickly, creating a lot of momentum for themselves because of these relationships that have been uh, fostered over the last year and a half or year and eight, nine months now that Brent Venables has been in Norman. So it's, it's a relationship business and that's, that's kind of what it's coming down to. And I think you're right. Like with them being solidified in Norman with the move to the SEC coming having a chance to build all these relationships. It's just kind of allowing the dominoes to fall a little bit quicker than what they were in previous cycles. So, I mean, Oklahoma is in a really good spot again for another 2025 wide receiver, Isaiah Mose out of Lee summit North, who you mentioned, they already got a commitment from Lee summit North uh, uh, defensive tackle Kamari Moore in the 2025 cycle. I mean, so much is happening in 25. It's just, it's kind of mind boggling right now, but they're setting a setting a little bit new expectation. Like, okay, we're not going to have to wait until you know six months before the early signing period to start seeing that snowball effect of commitments. No, that's right. And you know, Kevin Sperry obviously transferring, and now he's going to play high school here in the state of Oklahoma. But uh, before he was at Carl Albert, got the you know 
commitment sort of from out of state. But the point I was getting at with that is, again, whether it's these familiar landing spots like Lee's Summit North that Oklahoma is kind of building this little pipeline from or just the the relationships, John, at home that Oklahoma has built in the state of Oklahoma to where you're getting an Elijah Thomas commitment. You're probably getting a Jaden Nickens commitment much earlier than uh, obviously you got any of the in-state guys previously with his staff. So to me, that speaks volumes again to the relationships that this staff is building at home, which is, you know, I mean, that's been a big talking point for this staff. That's been something that Brent Venables has been pretty vocal about that he wants to start in the state of Oklahoma. And it, it, I think this in 25, John proves to us that it's not lip service. That is honest. It is uh, transparent and it's working for Oklahoma in this 25 class. Jaden Nickens, by the way, one final thought here. If you don't know, he's also a standout basketball player for Millwood. So, I mean, this is somebody that is, uh, (laughs) <laughs> really in in getting division one looks uh for the basketball uh, ability as well so this is a big time athlete yeah a big time athlete four-star consensus player across the board um the his lowest ranking nationally is by rivals at number 200 overall uh, he's a top 20 wide receiver in the class um, as high as number 12 wide receiver and number 88 prospect over at 247 Sports and a top five player in the state for the 2025 cycle. Uh, his offer sheet, you know, the most notable, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Penn State, Texas Tech, Missouri, Arkansas, Texas A&M, TCU, and then a number of group of five teams trying to get in on the Jaden Nickens uh, sweepstakes. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Thanks so much for tuning in and being part of the show. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're free and available on all podcast platforms. Hit that notification bell on YouTube to let you know when new episodes drop. Be here Monday night, 9 p.m. Central Time for our weekly live show where we answer your questions, react to your comments, and break down all the latest that's happening in Oklahoma athletics. Until next time, follow Josh on Twitter at Josh on Ref. Follow myself at John Nye Williams. The show is at Locked On Sooners. And we can't wait to talk to you then. Boomer Sooner.